again on Sportsmanlike Conduct. We break down Ohio State's former head coach, Urban Meyer, deciding to retire. Ryan Day will take over for him. We'll talk about what that means and what that means for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Also, we'll talk about the men's college basketball for the NCAA. Talk about what conference might be the best and is it the Big Ten again? And then we'll talk about our favorite memory in sports for, for the Chippewas for the year. All that more on Sportsmanlike Conduct next. Hello, everybody, and welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the pro sports show where we talk and you listen. My name is Andrew McDonald, and across from me, as usual, is Evan Petzold. Kind of catching up this week. It's, you know, getting getting down to the, the end of it here. This will be our last podcast of the semester. We'll be back next semester, obviously, but with exams coming up next week, this will be it for us. Evan, how, how are we doing? Are we getting through this week? We're getting through this week, no doubt about it. But, Andy, i got to ask you a question right off the bat. Sure, what's that? Back in your day, you know, the... The grade school and the middle school days. Here we when, go. when you had your your closest buddies that you swore to be best friends with for life, but like maybe some of them you're still friends with today, but didn't even remove or, or you know go to a different school or end up going somewhere else, and you just kind of lost contact. Yep, for sure. And you just everybody, didn't, everybody has that. Everybody has that exactly. And, and to be honest, that's kind of Urban Meyer. It's just like your long lost friend. And sometimes you think about him and you're like. <laughs> Why is I wonder why is what he's doing? Friend? I wonder what he's doing right now. <laughs> I wonder, and that's what's going to be like for Urban Meyer though. He's going to retire from this whole football thing, and he's going to be that long lost friend of Michigan, and, and not in a way that <laughs> is like a positive friend, but not really a negative friend because I think there is enough respect from a coaching standpoint, but it's still like this long lost guy that you kind of you kind of hate but you kind of miss but you kind of love well, yeah it's been mixed this it has week been. Well, it's, it's, it's been always very been, mixed. Well, it's always been mixed because i mean you love to beat him yeah for you sure you don't like the guy exactly but he's still considered a respectable coach due to his on field play well, yeah, and what good. the numbers he's been able to put up it's the same way people he's a long lost friend just like your boy back in the day just like my boy back in the day but he's gone exactly he's I rolling you. out i feel you and that, that is the thing is like you see all over you know twitter this week when it comes to the whole the, the michigan situation like you know i, I you, you could look at anything that said urban Meyer retired and half the comments were about you know oh michigan can finally get a win or you'd see a bunch of michigan fans jumping in there but a lot of them were like that doesn't make me happy you know we never got to beat the guy we mm-hmm. you know he went undefeated against us you know it's not like it either way i can tell you right now if michigan goes and beats in ohio state next year there's not one Michigan fan that's going to be like, oh, I wish it was Urban Meyer. They're just going to be happy they finally did it. So yeah. it really doesn't matter. But Urban Meyer's statement was, it's been an honor to represent the last seven years of this football program, my home home state of Ohio, this university and community that I care so deeply about. I am grateful to grateful to Buckeye Nation, the students, faculty, our admission or administration, and the, most importantly, our student athletes for their support and respect for this program during this time. So. Basically, it just kind of came out of nowhere um, on Tuesday morning that he retired. I mean, like, it was like, I, I had an 8 a.m. class, just got to class, open my phone, check it out. I'm like, are you serious? Like, this guy is retiring? Like, it, it, was, it was pretty crazy. I mean, just knowing how much success he's had. But everyone knows he's had a problem with the stress and stuff. And, you know, he's had a, he's had a lot of issues um, with that in the past. That's why, you know, he's so, you know, had to leave Florida um, in the past. But it's kind of questionable at the same time. This is a guy that's always kind of been known to run. He's always been known to get away from his issues. And obviously he had the offseason issues before this season. He looked noticeably more stressed on the sidelines than he has in any other season is what, you know, people say that have been around him for most of the time. Um, so, yeah, it was it was definitely something that maybe some people could have saw coming that were closer to him. But nevertheless, it's like when you win a you win a Big Ten you know, championship, you, you know, you beat Michigan again in a season you weren't really supposed to. Yeah, they got, they didn't make the college football playoff, but they're still playing in a pretty good bowl game and everything got close to making it. Um, So 
yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's it's crazy and not expected, but you know, here we are now. I love getting into the deep shit. You know that, right? Sure, I like I like the deep shit too. But I am not <laughs> getting into the deep shit about Urban Meyer. Oh my gosh, too much has gone on. Yeah, oh, there's too a much lot. has happened. There's a lot. Like I, I would probably mess it up just because I'm not the Ohio State beat writer, and like I, I just can't. Like I don't know every little tiny detail, but there was just so much crap that surrounded his program this off season that it was it, it was just. I mean, it was just a hot mess. I mean, it was a flaming hot mess. We're talking yeah. like we're tossing you in the fiery furnace mess. Mm-hmm. And it it's was unreal. Like, it's, it, I don't even want to get into it. I, like I like getting into that <laughs> stuff, but I can't. It was just too much. It's too much for my brain to handle. It was a lot. Um, he, I mean, he's a three-time national champion. He's he's a guy that's been around for a long time. I mean, he started here in the MAC conference, coaching for Bowling Green uh, for a season. Then he then he went to Utah, Florida, and now Ohio State. Um, but so it's it's just, it's just been a long journey for the guy. Overall record with all of his teams is 186 and 32, um, 10 and three in bowl competition. He he's been a guy that's had just complete success in this league. And if there's anybody that's under, you know, Nick Saban, I think Urban Meyer is probably the guy when it comes to success in the in college football right now. 82 and nine with Ohio State. That's just impressive, man. I mean, he dominated the Big Ten. He he let nobody. Nobody beat him. Uh, nobody walk all over him. And and Michigan clearly was the one team that was probably the closest to doing the most time. Uh, Michigan State was probably the, I think I think ended up being the team that had the most success against him, if I'm not mistaken. In the big um, time, yeah, I think I think they got enough wins. I'm not for sure on that stat, but they always seemed to be the team that would it would make sense. get by him a couple of years, and they won Big Ten titles. They were the team that always got by him to actually do it. You know, Mark D'Antonio had his years where he got the best of them. But overall, this league was Ohio State. It's been Ohio State. Um, it'll be interesting to see if it does change under Ryan Day, if it, you know, becomes like something that, you know, it's not the same with the, with the atmosphere about Urban Meyer, you're really going to find out how much, uh, he means the program. I got to ask our producer, Brent Gunn, (laughs) Brent, what do you, what do you think about this whole situation, how this is all unfolded and, and him leaving? I mean, do you think that he actually comes out of retirement? Because that's kind of been, you know, one of the big conversation points is does he actually come out? Of retirement, I guess really like, what's your thought on that, and and why to bring the you know to bring the producer in a little bit. Hopes he doesn't come. Hopes back. he doesn't come back, and I think uh, every Michigan fan would probably agree with that based off the record. I think most people in uh, college football would just based off some of his off. But do you think he stuff. does though? Huh? You think he does? Come on, this guy is he lives. He says and that he, he, he plans to be done with it, but obviously he's been a liar and a he snake the whole time he's been in the league. He so. is like that much into football that he like lives football. He eats pigskin football. He well, there's already talk about him getting some other kind of a job at Ohio State, like still being around it. I, I don't Which know, man. Which would be stupid, I think. I, well, I mean, like it's just something I I think you know at some point in life you got to realize, man, if you keep stressing yourself out like this, and he, I mean, like. I'm not saying like these aren't self-inflicted things that he does to himself to cause the stress on himself, but he does, <laughs> and he's had problems with it. You don't want to, you know, like croak because of something like that. So, so it's, the stress is real. You think like that's not? Well, I do. I do believe it's like a real factor. I, I can I tell think you right now that I have high stress and I need to walk out of this podcast room right now and be done forever. I've had stress this week, buddy. So you no, get, I know, <laughs> but I mean, come on. I mean, you, 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 what, what kind of stress, stress does he have? Like I, I don't know, and that's that's kind of the thing. Is it? Like, is it a serious medical condition? Is it, I mean, what? Is Apparently he just, it was. Is he just so that's, stressed out about his job? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's something that he just simply can't handle doing, but I, I think he's done. I think he actually is done. Why would you retire from, I mean, complete dominance? Where are you going to go? It's any better than Ohio State than unless you're at Alabama. I mean, I, I don't know. National I, Football League. Oh, yeah, okay. It's a great way. Hang on. It's a great way 
to leave without acting like an absolute jerk to your school. To retire, give it a year, come out of retirement, and go to the NFL. You don't get hired as a head coach, though, in the NFL somewhere. Dude, he's been pretty dominant. Uh, he has been, but I mean, that's... He's been pretty darn good. And if know. not, an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, whatever. I mean, he, he he played at Cincinnati. He was a defensive back there. You know, he he DB's coach, and he also did, you know, linebacker's coach, and then he was a quarterback and a wide receiver's coach, too. So he has experience on both sides when it comes to being, like, a specific coach. Dude, I don't think that that's out of the realm at all. I think that's so possible because it is the easiest way to say... Thank you, Ohio State. I'm retiring, and then wait a year and then come out. But if he said it right now, yeah, I'm going to the NFL next year, people would be so pissed off at him. Yeah. Do you realize how angry they would be and how mad? But he's trying to go out in a humble way so then he can get into the NFL. I mean, dude, when you have have three national championships, three Big Ten championships, two SEC championships, two Mountain West championships, five Big Ten East division titles— two Big Ten Leaders Division titles, three SEC Eastern Division titles. You were the National Coach of the Year, named by Sporting News in 2003, Home Depot Coach of the Year 2004. He has awards and awards and awards. Two-time Mountain West Coach of the Year. That was in 2003 and 2004. It just goes on and on. What else do you need? No, I don't know. What else do you need? You need... need NFL. Yeah, I guess it's the one last That's like the one the last thing that he needs. He's won everywhere that he's been. He's done all that he's needed to do. He's created legacies at Bowling Green was obviously for a short stint, but at, at and Utah tell was you one, one year as well. But he's created a legacy at Florida, and he's created a legacy at Ohio State, and there's nothing else for him to do. He dominated the SEC, and he dominated the Big Ten, and it's all that really matters. If he comes back and does actually coach the NFL, then yes, I believe that every bit of his stress syndrome is a load of BS. I mean, if, if you can so-called have too much or something, I mean, he didn't really say that for this one. It's just in the past it was a thing, and like people said it was evident again that it was coming back up. I mean, if he comes back and coaches again, it's just like, man, I, I don't, I, I can't believe something like that. But admit like it, that. though, it's the perfect, way to, it's the perfect way to get out and move on without no, acting yeah, like a total I, jerk. I think what you're saying is right. There's there's no doubt about that. That's a good way to cover it up. And, and what has he done his whole life? He's ran from problems. You know, I, I, I love that, you know, you kept seeing reporters just tweet all week, like, quote stuff, just saying, like, yeah, he's running. You know, he's, he's trying to get away. Like, there's something there. You know, like... You just have that feeling that your gut that there is, and something's gonna come out like after that's even worse than what it already is, or what happened in the off season. You really never know. So I, I really think he's just trying to get away from the situation again and get himself somewhere else. So if that's what happens, then maybe he will come back and coach. But if he does get another job at Ohio State, then he probably wasn't trying to run away from anything. So back on Wednesday, former Ohio State Buckeye and Minnesota Vikings receiver Chris Carter, he was on FS1. And he was talking about Jim Harbaugh looking for a way out of Michigan and that he could end up at either Green Bay or Cleveland in the NFL. And, and Ward Manuel basically came out, the athletic director of Michigan. He went on uh, WTK, Sam Webb's show that he does um, based out of Ann Arbor and basically said, yeah, you know, that's that's not true. Like, I haven't heard anything like that. People throw those things out there. You know, sources say, my sources say, he's like, it's just speculation. Like, yeah. anybody could speculate that. I could say. Yeah, I could say it right now. I could say, Andy, I could say Andy McDonald is going to try to try to go, you know, be the Green Bay Packers head coach. But is that really happening? Like, no. no. So, yeah, speculation is one thing. But I guess really, like, with Jim Harbaugh not being able to get the job done against Urban Meyer in Ohio State and Urban Meyer leaving now, 
what does this kind of mean for Michigan and, and really like the best of the Big Ten as well, but just specifically speaking on Michigan since that's kind of the main rivalry? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you can talk about the rest of the Big Ten if you want, but really, I mean, this this is, you know, in the four years that Jim Harbaugh's been here, this has already been the game two times to decide. the. It's already basically been the championship game twice because it's been the two best teams that have played in 16 and then this year. Um, it's it's definitely, I think it's 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 okay. So you might think it's good for Jim Harbaugh. You might think, all right, well, this means that he's going to have a you know a chance. He's not going to have this guy that's going to draw up this elaborate game plan, even if Michigan's team has more talent than his team, and still find a way to be able to beat him. This guy after new, year yeah, after year, yeah, exactly. And this guy's a new coach. Um, so you know, it's it, you give the advantage to Jim Harbaugh immediately, right? Even though he hasn't beat him yet, now they don't have Urban Meyer, they don't have the same guy. Things will probably be different there. Maybe he can, you know, take advantage and get one. I also think this adds so much more pressure um, on Jim Harbaugh to be able to get the job done this year. Because if if you come back out next season and you don't get a win, I mean, if you don't if you don't beat them, um, if you lose and go to the end of the year again, having a chance to go to the Big Ten championship game or even the college football playoff or whatever it might be next year. Um, and you lose this game again, and it's not Urban Meyer, head coach. People are going to say, "Who can you beat?" If you who- can't beat Ryan Day. Who are you gonna beat? Go home. Who are you gonna beat? Guys, <laughs> I mean, never. Guy has never, never been a head coach. No, yeah, I know. Ever anywhere that he's been. I mean, you want to go New Hampshire, Boston College, Florida Temple, you know, BC and Temple again a couple times. Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers, Ohio State. Never been a head coach. Never. He has a three and zero head coaching record as the interim head coach because well, Urban Meyer couldn't coach in those games. For sure, due and, to due to some some issues. Mm-hmm. And he, but if you uh, can't beat Ryan Day, oh my gosh! Yeah, no, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. But I mean, do you agree with me that it adds a lot more pressure on Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, that's like losing to a that's like that's like losing to an eighth grader when you're a, a <laughs> junior grader. in high school. Or that's like if you're an eighth grader and you get your your ass whooped on the on the basketball court by a fourth grader. I mean, seriously, man, this year was all right. Fourth year, fourth year was supposed to be that's too much for Jim Harbaugh. He's supposed to be winning stuff by now. They didn't do it. He's not going to go anywhere. I think he's still going to be at Michigan next year. So he's going to get at least a fifth year. If you don't go in, if you don't go in the Big Ten next year without Urban Meyer in the conference anymore, I mean, you really got to. Cons- I mean, I know it sounds stupid to say after a ten and two season, but when you lost to Notre Dame on the road and you lost to Ohio State in the road, the two games that were the hardest on your schedule, and you still couldn't get the win against them, they can't come out and have a good year next year and be able to beat this guy. You got to really start to consider if he's sh- if he's the right guy for the job at Michigan. Jim Harbaugh is fifty four. Ryan Day is thirty nine. I hear Day has a intense left hook. We'll see how it all plays out, though. I, I think that intense left hook. <laughs> you know, I like to have fun for sure. But um, but no, you got to start winning the game, Jim Harbaugh. You want to keep your job, or you want to get your contract extended, or, or whatnot. When it comes down to it, you got to win the game. For sure. You just got to win the game. Talking about winning games, uh, flipping it over to the college basketball now, I think it's been interesting because the last couple of years, uh, the Big Ten has been looked at as a conference that doesn't really, hasn't been as competitive. Last year, they didn't get as, nearly as many bids as they have in past years. You know, it was, it was just a couple of teams. Um, and when you look at it this year, this conference is starting to look like it is completely dominant again. I mean, Michigan is scared the other night, but... They are nine and zero, only undefeated team. But then you got Wisconsin at eight and one, Ohio State eight and one, Michigan State seven and two, two losses to pretty good teams though. Louisville was a tough loss, but other than that, I mean they played played against uh, Kansas to open the season. Then you got Indiana seven and two, Minnesota seven and two, Maryland seven and two, Nebraska seven and two. This conference is very balanced at the top and winning a lot of games. I know it's early season basketball, so sometimes you know things are telegraphed wrong and. 
you know, not correct. But you got five, or you know, you got sixteen, or no, how many is it right now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that are ranked in this conference right now, uh, top to bottom. That's something we haven't seen in the Big Ten in at least a couple of years. Back since you know Trey Burke was at Michigan and Draymond Green was around and stuff like that. That's when the the Big Ten was extremely dominant. The question is, when you still got you know people in the ACC. Um, you know, up there, I, I don't think it's any question the ACC and the Big Ten, in my mind, are the two best conferences in college basketball. But they got Virginia, Duke, and uh, Florida State, Virginia Tech, North Carolina that are all still in the top 25. That's only five teams compared to, you know, seven that are in the Big Ten. Is there a conference that's better than the Big Ten in basketball this year, or is the, you know, is this just early season luck kind of showing for the Big Ten right now? I mean, look at the bottom of the AP top 25. Go take a look at it. Iowa 18, Ohio State 19, Maryland 23, Nebraska 24. And then if you want to go to the coaches poll, Purdue is, is 24 over there. They're not in the AP top 25 yet, but they're right next to they're the top team as far as others receiving votes. It's all at the bottom, man. I mean, they're, they're really, I don't think there's, there's not enough from them yet. I think there needs to be more to say that they are the best team or the best conference in college basketball, just looking at where they're at. Too many of those teams are, are ranked too low, and obviously that comes with time and just continued success, but I don't want to say that they're the best team in the conference just yet, but they're they're on their way, and I'll, and I'll admit that much. For sure. It's, it's, it's very interesting because of how good Duke is. I mean, I think everyone would still pick them as their favorite to win the national championship, even oh, after yeah. having a loss. I mean, I think it kind of goes without question. You know, could get a guy like, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, honestly, it's comparable uh, you know, Virginia's really good, too. They're 8-0, but it seems like every year, man, when they ever, they make the tournament as a one seed, they always fall out early. So it's like, I, I don't know how they always get that far, but then they just kind of choke. Nevertheless, they're a team to respect. They have a great defense as well, but I think a lot of people compare Michigan to being one of the best teams in the country as well. Um, and when you look at them and Duke, could a guy like John Teske really stop a guy like Zion Williamson? I mean, is that... Is that possible? Could it, could it, you know, could Michigan? No, Zion keep would up? blow him out of the water. Exactly. With like, speed. could their defense actually hold against R.J. Barrett and company and and all, and all that good stuff? It's very interesting to look into. You really don't, you really don't know. I mean, but the thing is, when you look at Michigan, I mean, they handled a team like North Carolina by, you know, double digits. They did the same thing to Villanova, did the same thing to Purdue. Michigan has dominated teams, I and mean, they have finally had a scare the other night against Northwestern in a wake-up call. But against teams that are ranked, and you know, teams that, I mean, Purdue hasn't lost by double digits since I think it was the NCAA tournament or something in 2017 or or 2016. When I saw the stat last, I mean, that's that's crazy to me. I mean, the fact that Michigan is beating these teams by that much, it kind of makes them look really good, and that makes the Big Ten look really good on top of it. Um, just being a, an undefeated team at the top of the conference, they're a lot better than people thought they were going to be, but it is questionable because Michigan State hasn't really shown that they can, you know, be a huge team yet. They haven't shown that. You know, when it comes to Ohio State and Wisconsin, they're, they're teams that, have, you know, they've had their loss, but also have had some wins against better teams. It goes the same thing with the ACC. I think right now you'd have to take the Big Ten simply because more teams are just getting, I think, bigger wins on their resume. Um, to look at it, but overall, at the end of the day, I still think Duke is the most dominant team in college basketball, and it kind of makes it hard to argue against then if it was the best conference. I mean, you're basically taking Michigan compared to Duke right there for the two top teams in your conference, and looking at it in that way, um, I would definitely have to take it, take it as, you know, Michigan, Michigan being a team that could compete. But I think Duke's still the best team. Yeah, how good can this Michigan team really be, though? I, I mean, I think they can be really good. That's that's the main question, though, right? I mean, they that's, went that, the that's, road that's, that's what everyone wants to know, though. Is like, how good can they actually be? Listen, that's the question. The thing that's most impressive to me about the Northwestern win is you're talking about Charles Matthews had three points, Michigan had like I think three or four threes that went in, or no five, five of them went like five for twenty, 
and they had three bench points on a triple from Eli Brooks late in the game. And they still won that game. I mean, they had no business winning that game. They had runs come at them again and again and again. Um, and it just, I mean, they couldn't, couldn't beat them. I mean, still, Michigan still find a way to get out of there with the win. Um, and it's just not, you know, it's not the most impressive win. But I think when you get your first shot of adversity thrown at you and you're able to handle it and, and take those, back. yeah, take those those punches and come back from it and be able to win. I think it says a lot about the way that Michigan's playing basketball right now. Um, you know, Duke ran into a game like that where they they fell behind and, and they ended up losing the game. So who knows? I mean, it's college basketball. A lot can happen in a whole season. But I think it's definitely, I think there's definitely no doubt in our mind that the ACC and Big Ten are probably the top two teams in the the country. Yeah, I mean, no, no doubt about it. There, and I think that's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out when it comes down to. You know, you, you look at how the NCAA tournament is going to shake out and how those teams are all going to fit in there and, and what that means for other teams. You know, if there's more Big Ten teams, there's more ACC teams, someone's going to get the boot. You know, there's not going to be as many of those other teams from, you know, Big 12 and other top conferences that are going to be able to make it in just because you got to have space, right? Yeah. And if you don't have it and you have enough of your automatic uh, automatic bids, well, someone gets left out. So I, I'm really interested, yeah, interested to see how like that all goes down, but... Nonetheless, yeah, man. I mean, it, it has been interesting to see all this stuff unfold and, and just see the way that Michigan's been able to play against you know some of the top teams in the nation and, and really the Big Ten in general just stepping up. For sure, without a question. It'll be interesting to see. But now we'll wrap up the podcast here for the semester with some of our uh, favorite memories just around CMU um, on campus this semester through sports. Um, Evan, what is yours? Yeah, so mine, sticking right here at CMU, you know, since this is the end of the semester and all that, um, just recently, CMU hired Jim McElwain, and the turnout for that with alumni, fans, some of the you know the CMU legends, the greats, the Herb Duramides of the of the bunch. It was awesome. It was an awesome turnout. It was really cool to see, and, and everyone just seems totally on a different level since CMU brought in McElwain. I think uh, it's going to be a great hire moving forward. But that that is all. That is probably my my all time high sports moment was just being a part of that and being able to experience that here on campus. No, for sure it was great. Uh, mine definitely this year. I mean, it was hard to experience a lot of good moments because of the way that the football season went. But I think my favorite one um, was when we were. I mean, you were there too, and it was the first basketball game of the year against Concordia. Um, and we kind of wondered what we were going to get out of this basketball team this year, and we still don't really know. I mean, they've been they've been up and down and everything. We'll we'll find out a lot more once the MAC play rolls around. Um, but just just coming out, and you had all this talk about Larry Austin and what kind of energy he could bring to this team, and could he really be a leader on a team when he hasn't actually played anywhere, even if he was a big recruit um, or, or a decent sized recruit, you know, for other teams to play at. And he comes out and just slams it down. It's a steal and slam in the first play of the game. The crowd went loud and, and was just electric in there. And that's not something that I've seen since Marcus Keene played basketball here. It, it was an atmosphere that was great. Couple plays later, does almost the same exact thing, and, and me and Evan both just looked at each other and said, "Wow, you know this guy can play." So, very interested to see what he can continue doing with that team, and very interested to see um, what what they can do as a team overall. But nevertheless, that'll wrap it up for us for the semester. Make sure you guys check it out on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can also find it on CM Life, CM Life.com. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next semester and next year. Was not aware of the